Hi everyone. Before we get started today, I wanted to share a word with you and a special offer for all of our listeners from our terrific sponsor at 212. Now, if you haven't heard of 212 and you're a startup founder, you need to make sure you don't miss what I'm about to say. At the heart of every business is your cap table. It's how you know who owns what of the business. And not only is it essential to understanding your ownership, but it's also increasingly a legal requirement expected of you by investors and regulators alike. But managing a cap table on an Excel spreadsheet is a nightmare. Trust me, I myself have done it, and it's not something I'm proud of, nor would I do it again. After having raised money from over 2,100 investors via regulation crowdfunding. That's why when it comes to cap table management, I switched over to 212 and I'm not looking back. With their white glove onboarding service included for free, I was up and running with our cap table solution in no time. Now I should note something really important. Other cap table providers on the market price based on your number of investors, which means when it comes to managing all of your investors, especially from online raises, you can be paying thousands of dollars in yearly fees. And that's what makes 212 far and away the best and most cost affordable option on the market for startup founders. With 212, you pay one flat fee of $240 a year, regardless of how many investors you have, and you get their full suite of features right out of the box without any hidden fees. One of my favorite features is the ability to see how much you'll get diluted if you take that next check. If you're a founder or an investor, you owe it to yourself to check out the 212 website at 212.co. That's T-W-O-1-2.co. And get this, they're giving King's Crowd listeners an additional 25% off your first year membership with discount code KINGSCROWD25. Dilution is real, complex, and expensive. For just $20 a month, well, 15 after the discount code, you can sleep easy at night and be ready when your next investor says yes. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the King's Crowd Startup Investor Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest in Rebecca Bastian. Rebecca is the co-founder and CEO of something called OwnTrail. Uh, I'll let her tell you more about what it actually is, but I think it's really, really cool. And I'm excited to get to share her story with you, as well as what she's building at OwnTrail. So with that, I'm going to kick it over to her uh, to learn more. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So Rebecca, for those who don't know who you are, I would love for you to tell them a little bit about yourself and what it is that you're up to at OwnTrail. Yeah, absolutely. So OwnTrail is the platform for women to visualize and navigate our life paths. Um, the core of that is the trail, which is, um, it spans our personal and professional lives and is a series of milestones that really um, showed the journey that we've taken and not just the kind of picture perfect end results that you might see on a LinkedIn or social media. Um, so it is women authentically sharing their journeys and then connecting and supporting each other as we work towards our aspirations. That is very, very cool. So tell me a little bit about how you came to found OwnTrail. What about your own journey? How, how did you get here? 
Yeah, well, I was at Zillow for 15 years before this, um, most recently as vice president of product and then vice president of community and culture. And um, I actually didn't set out to start a company. Um, I'd written a book called Blaze Your Own Trail. And it's the book is this kind of choose your own adventure exploration of the different decisions and pathways that women take through our personal and professional lives. And so once I signed with my publisher and was waiting for the book to come out, I kind of started playing around with what I thought was going to be a cool book launch website, but that took on a life of its own. And I met my co-founder, Katie, around that time, and we decided to, to quit the jobs we loved and, and go build this out because there's just a really strong why for us in, in terms of creating a space like this. I absolutely love that. And I think it's really neat. So I, I don't know about you and, and you know, my personal opinion is I'm, I'm actually not really a huge fan of resumes. Mm -hmm. In so many ways, I think they're they're not reflective, to your point, of the whole journey. What I love to hear when I'm doing interviews with folks who are joining our team is like, what interests them? What are they doing outside of work? What makes them them? What makes them uniquely you? And you don't capture that in a resume. And so I often, you know, their initial team, maybe in the sourcing process, will look at kind of their backgrounds a little bit. But I love just hearing the story and going in with honestly no knowledge of their resume and hearing more of just who they truly are. Um, do you look at this as a replacement for the resume? Do you look at this as just a way to be more authentic about who you are? How do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that I would like to see this replace the resume in a lot of ways. I would like to, you know, eventually see everybody in the world have a trail. You know, we're starting with this being centered on women because, um, well, there's a lot of reasons for for giving women an advantage in navigating their lives. Um, when you look at kind of the the overall systems at play, but um, but I also, you know, I think the interesting thing about your trail because it does span your personal and professional life is like, yes, it could replace the resume, and there's certainly a lot of things that make us better at our jobs, but that you wouldn't see on a traditional resume, different experiences we've had or, or backgrounds. Um, but you know, it'd be cool if this also replaced like the, the get to know you with new friends or replace your dating profile or <laughs> replace like, you know, I think like trying to compartmentalize ourselves into these different aspects of our lives really kind of sells our overall experience short. So I would love to see trails and we already see this happening. We see a lot of women sharing their trail in these different contexts because it really is like, this is the, the full picture of who I am, you know, kind of the, the most authentic version of me in digital form. And there's so many, you, there's so many opportunities that that can unlock. That's so interesting. And talk to us a little bit about the community element of it. How can folks utilize uh, their own trail to then connect with others and, and, you know, empower others and help them get where they want to go. Yeah, there's a really vibrant community that's formed on own trail. And, you know, part of it is just, you know, when you're connecting with someone in, in a way that's really true to you, that really, um, beautiful relationships can form from that. But also we're, we're all about like, not just sitting in the state of reflection, but also working towards our aspirations. And we've structured own trail in a way that, um, creates opportunities for us to support each other. Um, we have this, this feature called Help Beacons, where um, on milestones that you've shared about your life, both things that you're navigating now or things that you're working towards, you can put a help beacon, which is kind of like a bat signal that <laughs> reaches the, the whole own trail community and says, this is what I need help with. And that help might be something like, you know, advice or solidarity from someone who's been there, but it can be really like um, actionable things like making an introduction or, you know, helping with a resource or an opportunity. And really it's about how the community can come together to support all of our aspirations. And 
it's really this kind of the abundance mindset of knowing that like when we help each other, we're helping all of us really, you know, essentially rise up against some of the systems that might've held us back. Um, and it's, it's really cool to see that in action and the, the help that has been asked for and given in that context. I'm really curious, how do you attract folks to come to my own trail and what is what does that mix look like? Is it young folks? Is it old folks? Like what what does that kind of look like? Yeah, well, so we've been growing totally through word of mouth so far. Wow. So it's people telling friends about it and um, or reaching out. So when you you admire and asking about their trail, um, and the the interesting thing, which is very intentional, you know, when when we set out to build our own trail, intersectionality was really at the core. So that means like. There's so many different identities that we can hold as women and you know, not, not trying to center any one of them. So um, because of that, and because of the power of like anyone being able to see people who look like them in the place they aspire to, diversity is really important. And so we have a very diverse community on own trail. Um, so like there's not kind of a demographic <laughs> way of, yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's 50% women of color, um, we have women from over 50 countries, ages from 18 to 77. Um, wow. you know, we index a lot higher than kind of U.S. averages in terms of LGBTQIA identities and um, differing abilities. So it's true diversity. But then there is this kind of psychographic element in terms of like, who are the women that really love Own Trail? Because it's not necessarily for everyone, but um, it tends to be largely professional women. So people that have, have jobs outside the home largely. Um, and it's, it's, they tend to have a really kind of strong feminist um, belief system, whether they explicitly say that or not. Um, and, and are oftentimes looking for deeper fulfillment and deeper purpose in how they're navigating their lives. So those commonalities actually bring a really diverse range of women together in really meaningful ways. I'd be interested to hear, um, I, I know with like Twitter and a lot of the social media, right, there's there's always the super users who like make up the predominant amount of content or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Are there like super helpers or power users who are like bringing up all the people and, you know, is there anyone like that? Is there a group that just like, we're here to help everybody and we'll do whatever <laughs> we can kind of thing? Yeah, there are, there definitely are some people who are really engaged who, you know, have, you know, connect with a lot of different women on own trail. Because one thing that's unique about own trail is you're not necessarily trying to like find your existing friends to connect with like sure. a social network, but it's more this kind of content-based network where you're finding people based on shared experiences or, you know, people whose journeys have, have inspired or moved you. Um, but yeah, so we definitely have people that are just, you know, really love spending time on own trail and connecting with a lot of different people and having those conversations with them and um and connecting with us too you know um katie and i and our whole team are really all about like building the relationships with our community and building own trail with them not just for them so you know we don't pretend to know everything about you know how how our community is going to want to use own trail and how it should evolve to best serve them and so just having those close um, relationships and conversations, which honestly have evolved into close friendships as well as we've gotten yeah. to know people more. Yeah. I, I imagine it's, it's a little bit of a vulnerable thing, right. To share your story and show your trail and whatnot. Um, do you ever get that feedback and how do you overcome that, that fear of sharing more openly about yourself than necessarily you would on a resume or something like a LinkedIn? 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people start their trail kind of reciting the same bio that they're used to saying about themselves, right? Which is like the different job titles you've held or degrees you've gotten or um, relationship statuses or whatever, the things that you could, <laughs> you've already shared right. anyway. <laughs> and um, and that's because we've been so conditioned to, to talk about ourselves that way. And what we've seen happening is that as people see other people sharing really vulnerable, authentic views into their journeys, then they get more comfortable sharing that themselves. So we both see um, individual trails kind of becoming more um, holistic and authentic over time as you kind of see, you know, see other people leading by example. But we've also seen, you know, we have different indicators that we look at for kind of overall um, trust and authenticity indicators in terms of like how, like, the vulnerable milestones being shared and the way that we're, you know, sharing across our personal and professional lives in a way that is different than the way we've always been taught to compartmentalize them. And what we've seen overall on Own Trail is that those indicators of authenticity have actually been going up over time. Mm-hmm. Also for that same reason of like, when you see people sharing authentically, right. you want to share that way more. So it's, you know, there's a lot of unlearning in terms of like, the ways we've been taught to, to take up space and share about ourselves versus the way that really feels right to us. And so it's a process. That to me sounds really powerful. If we can get people to be more open, authentic, and create those real meaningful relationships, whether it's in the workplace or outside of the workplace. So when you think about, you know, the potential impact that a business or a community like this could have over the long term. What is what does success look like for you? What would it be accomplishing um, in the longer term? Yeah, I mean, this is the place where where all women will be able to go to really navigate their lives on their terms and with the support of of a community that's that's really aligned on that. Um, and I think you know probably eventually long term everyone will have a trail, and um, you know we're we're leading leading a movement of being able to show up unapologetically yourself and find the support and really be seen and valued for that. So that's, that's what Ontrail will, will keep growing into. And do you ever think that, and maybe this doesn't fit as much with the community element, but like, I, I think if you are a thoughtful company, I mean, there's nothing I would like to do more than continue to find the types of authentic, smart, unique individuals that we brought to our team today. If I could do that within a world where those are the types of people that own trail attracts. Like that would be incredibly valuable for me to find folks that could be interesting to someday work for us. Yeah. Would it ever, do you ever think about it having that element or is that kind of going too against the grain of trying to create kind of a safe space? So um, we will never treat our community members as products. So what I mean by that is we're not going to sell people to advertisers. Certainly that causes a lot of the kind of toxicity that you see on social media. Um, but also, you know, to necessarily selling people like in bulk to recruiters or anything like that, like that goes against the safety, but, you know, giving people agency for how they want to be connecting. So the the business model is a freemium model where there's a, a membership-based um, program for, for women to really level up the own trail experience with um, more connections and programming. It's called Trail Guides. And um, so that's the way that we're planning to monetize. You know, what we see already is we see 
people adding help beacons saying, I'm looking for this kind of job. And we see other people being like, oh, I'm hiring for that kind of job, you know, or like someone posting help beacon saying, I'm looking to hire these kinds of people. And then, you know, so like, there's definitely like those conversations that are happening, but they're organic and they're on the people's terms in terms of who's asking and offering. So um, it's, it's less of a monetization strategy, but I think that connecting people based on different needs that align with each other is, is definitely in line with kind of the ethos of what we're building. Well, I I definitely think for our listeners who are listening in, you know, when you're looking for founders to back folks like yourself with the types that you want to back because you have the right intentions. And I think when you have the right intentions long-term that leads to much more success, making sure you take care of your customers and not making them the product that is so valuable and so needed in this world. And one of the other reasons I was excited to chat with you today is because you have a lot of conversations you know, on your Twitter and things like that, talking about authentic, as you put it. Um, would love for you to explain a little bit more to our listeners what that means to you. Yeah, it's, um, well, it's a term that I coined. So it's, um, <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it basically came from when I was fundraising for our pre-seed round, I just started feeling like we didn't really fit into any of the existing checkboxes that, um, you know, investors are like, what kind of company is this? And I'm like, well, you know, I think out of the choices, social media is kind of the closest, but also like we really pride ourselves in being the antithesis of social media. Like it doesn't feel right to kind of check that box. Um, So I started talking about like, well, maybe there's a different kind of company that's not one of the existing checkboxes. And loving puns as I do, I I named it Authentech (laughs) and just started talking about that. And I wrote a Forbes article about, um, you know, what, how I would define authentic, what it means, which is really based on um, being very human and community centered in a way that doesn't commoditize people um, and being really value driven, but also still, you know, large scale profitable companies. So um, as I was talking about that more, uh, all these different founders started kind of reaching out and saying like, that's the kind of company I'm building. And I didn't have a name for that either, you know? So um, just kind of organically, we have a pretty strong community of founders that identify with being authentic. Um, We have a Slack group that, and and meetups and stuff, and just kind of here to support each other. And then along the lines of, um, like you said, investing in companies like that, I've started sending out a monthly deal flow email to investors that are passionate about investing in this kind of value-driven, but still, you know, really kind of growth scale company and um, been just sending out deal flow and making connections and trying to kind of create the ecosystem that we want to exist as we build these companies. I I certainly love that. And it resonates with me. One of my favorite reasons, one of the reasons that I wanted to build what we're building today is that when I look at the ecosystem that's being built now, kind of this open network where companies from any state anywhere can raise capital where it's all about resonating with the community and getting them to back you. And so many of these companies are raising one, two, three, five million dollars from 500 to 5,000 plus investors. Mm-hmm. You talk about building community from day one into your business. And many of them, from my regard, feel as though they are more authentic and they do have, you know, some, some of the Silicon Valley stuff over time has felt a little bit like it's almost become a Wall Street of innovation rather than you know, community driven and things like that. So I, I absolutely love that. Where would folks be able to go to find your newsletter? I think a lot of our listeners would be very interested in finding those deals that you're uh, you're investing in, or at least, you know, kind of putting out there. Yeah. So there's a website, buildingauthentech.com. Um, you can put that in the show notes too, if yeah, you want. Absolutely. And um, 
I think I just have, um, just basically email me from there to say that you want to be added <laughs> to the email list. It's, it's still a little, you know, it's, it's informal, but, um, so I just, cool. I have a Google sheet of email addresses. That I to each month, so, <laughs> and is there typically um, like a minimum investment or anything like that involved with those investments? It really varies. So some of them are raising traditional kind of um, VC rounds. Um, more and more, I see people using platforms like WeFunder or Republic. Um, several, I'm actually leading a couple syndicates myself through AngelList. And um, so AngelList, you know, you have to be accredited, but usually that's like a thousand dollar minimum. Um, there's, yeah, there's a lot more opportunities for small checks. Like I, even as a founder, I'm also, you know, writing some small angel checks myself into other fund founders that I believe in. And I really think it's so powerful. The fact that we have these tools to accept a multitude of small checks is huge. Like our um, our our fundraising to date for Own Trail has been largely angels, and we have a really really diverse cap table. And I was able to get that, which was really important to us, because we were able to like take a lot of first time angel checks and take a lot right. of small checks, and you know like change the face of who is making money off of startup success. Yes, you're preaching <laughs> <laughs> preaching to the choir over here. Oh, yeah. we might have to add a field in our in our database. We um, you know, we track lots and lots of different things about each and every company. We might have to add authentic. That might have to become the big field. I love it. Yeah, does I've it doesn't fit in that bucket. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen a few investors add that checkbox now, which makes me really happy because it's like speaking something into existence. You know, <laughs> yeah, cool absolutely. Yeah, you know what? As soon as I heard it, it was like that makes so much sense. Like it didn't take a lot of convincing <laughs> on my part. Right. Um, Last couple of questions for you here. So you're an investor yourself, you're a founder, you've been on both sides of the equation. Um, tell us a little bit about the things that outside of just the authentic element um, that you typically are looking for when you're considering an investment. Yeah, I mean, I, the nice thing about having named this authentic category is that it really does define what I'm looking for largely, which is I want a company that's not going to compromise on um, social good in order to scale and be successful. Um, the interesting thing, so I actually like, even before I made up this authentic thing, I've been interested in investing in founders that are underestimated in the ecosystem. And as it turns out, the authentic thesis actually has a really diverse range of founders that, that are building for that. So those two have ended up kind of I don't know if it's coincidentally, but they they go hand in hand. So I, you know, I particularly have have been investing in in women founders, largely women of color, and building these these really kind of values driven, community centered companies. No, I, I think that's fantastic. Um, any examples of cool companies that you're really really excited about that you you've gotten to partake in invest in? Mm -hmm. Well, um, so Leg Up is a platform for um, for out-of-home childcare. It's a, a marketplace that connects providers and families in a way that makes childcare much more accessible. And I've actually been an advisor to them since the beginning um, and am now leading a syndicate for them as well. And that's um, Jess Egger is the, the founder and I believe a ton in her and in what they're building. So that's a really great one. Um, Another, the other syndicate that, that I'm leading right now is Buddy, which is a community for cancer thrivers and survivors wow. funded by um, Kathleen Brown. And um, so again, like there's huge opportunity here. There's a strong need and um, it's, it's obviously really values driven and personal as well. Um, so th those are a couple current ones. Um, there's a company called BOSA that's like a kind of community-based life management tool. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I have, you know, I'm, I'm going to be writing a small check into them right now. So like they're, they're doing some really cool work too. There's a lot, I actually, on my personal website, which is just rebeccabashton.com, I have an investing tab and that lists out all the companies that I have invested in and a little bit more about my thesis and the ones I'm advising. And, and I've also been writing some LP checks into emerging fund managers who also share the, the values and vision that, that I really believe in here. So, yeah, I think, you know, the, the whole ecosystem is like, when you look at it on a macro scale, the numbers aren't great, right? But on the micro scale, I've just met some of the most amazing founders and investors and fund managers and everyone. And there's, there's people that are ready to not necessarily like change the old system, but just build something new and build it better and make it more inclusive. And I'm totally here for it. That's amazing. Um, so, you know, there's plenty of opportunities to find you, find opportunities to invest alongside you, all of those things. I know we do have a lot of underestimated founders who also listen into this. Um, are they able to reach out through one of your websites and, and kind of present what it is that they're working on? Is there a typical way that you do that? Um, yeah, so anyone who wants to join the Authentic community that identifies with that is welcome to. You can do that on the website on buildingauthentic.com. And from there, I, I reach out and um, put a call in for like the monthly deal flow email that I send out. So anyone that's currently raising can jump in and be be included in that. Um, and yeah, I'm very findable on different social platforms. The best place to connect with me is on Own Trail, um, connecting, sharing a trail and connecting with me on there. And um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't, I don't usually take a lot of investment pitches because it's usually more like getting to know founders organically. I just, I don't love the transactional nature of just like, you know, being pitched, which doesn't, um, you know, everyone I've invested in has been people that I met through this journey. So it's not just like relying on existing networks, but it's also like, I just like to get to know people and learn more about them and their why and just supporting in any ways that I can. And I think that um, good stuff comes from that. No, I think that's incredibly important and I completely respect that. Um, well, thank you so much for the conversation today. This has been really illuminating and a super interesting discussion. I love all of the things that you're up to. Um, we'll definitely put, be putting several of these items into the show notes. There's a lot here uh, to unpack, but thank you so much for your time and have a wonderful day. Thank you everyone for listening. Take care.